pretty soon we're going to be recording this thing in the dark. <laughs> I know, right? It's like one light. Like a night light. That's it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Here we go. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Angel Talk, Reflections of an Ambitious Angel Mom. My name is Philip Kerrigan. I am the executive director of Raise for Rowan. We are the organization that helps families struggling with the loss of a child, with funeral cost assistance, and emotional support. I am, as always, joined by the ambitious angel mom herself. Say hello, Bryn. Hello, everybody. Today, we are talking about milestones that suck. So that basically means anything in your life that reminds you of your child, any significant date that reminds you of your angel, birthdays, anniversary of the day that they passed, major holidays that you celebrated as together as a family. These are, uh, as far as I can tell, Bryn, some of the hardest days that a parent deals with when they're grieving the loss of a child. Yeah, they they totally are. And I think not only when you're fresh in your grief, but milestones continue to change as time goes on. Mm. So um, what I've learned is some of the milestones that were extra hard in the very first, you know, year Mm -hmm. and months, Mm -hmm. um, milestones have changed for me five years later where I might be facing a different challenge now than I was then. So we're here to talk about that today and, you know, kind of how you can prepare yourself for those times and how to also be a support for somebody during those times as well. Sure. Before we dive into the questions, give us some examples of some of the milestone days that parents might, who are, who are starting this grieving process or who are maybe even at the fresh stages of it. Give us a sense of some of the milestone days that they should prepare to be ready for. Well, I would say the first most obvious one would be the date that your child passed. Mm. Um, More than their birthday, even for you. For me personally, it was. Um, They're both really hard days, but that I I would say for me is usually the toughest time. Mm -hmm. Um, And we'll talk about this a little bit later, but um, just preparing for that, that anxiety to get there, Mm -hmm. Um, but also your holidays, big or small, it never seems to fail. Um, They can be an emotional day, Mm -hmm, you know, whether mm -hmm. it be just St. Patty's Day or Halloween and also your big ones, Christmas, Thanksgiving, um, your child's birthday. Mm. Um, Another one is even siblings' birthdays because you're Mm. missing, you know, that your child that should be there with their siblings Mm -hmm, on their birthday. mm -hmm. So it kind of seems like there's a lot of milestones. And again, they change year after year, but I think the ones that really – to prepare yourself for are the date of your child's passing yeah. and their birthday. And then those major holidays, um, they're, they can be pretty tough. So speaking of kind of the distinction between the first year and as you grow, can you talk about some of the hardest milestones for you during that first year? Uh, yeah, for me, it, like I said, it was definitely, um, the date of my daughter's passing, mm-hmm. which happens to be in September. Um, and I think really the anxiety leading up to that date is usually worse than the actual day itself. But oh, I, wow. Yeah, I know. It's so weird. Yeah. But I think you have like this um, anticipation that it's going to be, you know, just knock the wind out of you, which it does. I mean, it knocks the wind out of your sails. You're just, you know, you feel so empty and broken. Um, but I think 
after you hit one milestone and you realize how bad it hurts and how much it sucks, from then on out, you're anticipating this with each milestone that comes. And sometimes that deflates you more than the actual day itself. Yeah. 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 The prep for it basically. Oh yeah. You're, I mean, the anxiety just leading up to it is like, you know, you're a mess and it's exhausting to be anxiety ridden all the time. So, so that, so, so walk me through, if you will, um, leading up to that, to that, to the first anniversary date, um, how long was it like a week or two where you found yourself more sort of thinking about it, grieving about it, anxious about it? How, what was the really, really like tough span of time for you leading up to it? Like a week or two, or were you thinking about it six months out? Gosh, that first year is honestly such a haze. Um, and I think I've shared that many times that really the first year is such a blur and, um, you're so consumed in your grief already. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a distinct time frame of like, oh, it started a week out. No, I think you it's already on your mind months out. Mm. Um, at least it was for me where um you're already I would already be stressed about it, you know, months ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that might subside one day and then hit again the next. But mm-hmm. really that whole first year is such a roller coaster of emotions. Um in your as soon as you get through one milestone, another one is coming. Right. So then you're already, you know, moved on thinking about, oh gosh, now I have Christmas or now I have yeah. um, a family camping trip. And last year we took, you know, Rowan to Lake Chelan, but this year I'm just not prepared to do that. It seems like a milestone is always coming, kind of on a grieving person's mind. Yeah. Well, at least it was for me. I don't want to speak for everybody, but um, I think... Yeah, once you get through one, you're already like, oh, what's next? Yeah. What yeah. what's coming next? Her birthday. Oh yeah. boy. Yeah. You know, so I think it's it's exhausting. And then but I do I do feel like year after year they get so much um more manageable where I just already know how to prepare myself mm-hmm. and what I need to do that's best for me mm-hmm. to get through those hard days. Yeah. So uh the anniversary of her passing was the hardest. What were some of the other days during that first year that you found yourself really, really struggling with it? Well, I'll tell you one that knocked my socks off that I wasn't quite prepared for. Yeah. Um, you know, I was mentally preparing myself that like Christmas would be really hard. Um the big, big major holidays would be super hard. Mm-hmm. What I wasn't prepared for was Halloween. Oh, yeah. Halloween That's has true. been so challenging for me year after year. Really? Oh, my gosh. Even it's, year it's, after year. Yeah, it's still really hard for me. I mm-hmm. actually didn't even participate on yeah. Halloween because I just, it was so emotional for me because right. I didn't have a daughter to dress up in a costume. That makes total sense. I mean, if you if you think about it now, it makes sense, right? Because oh, yeah. it's that day that kids love and you get to love it through mm-hmm. with them and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Well, what was weird though is I had not had any like major anxiety leading up to that holiday. Uh-huh. And so when it hit me, like the day of, you know, Halloween and I'm yeah. getting my son ready and dressing yeah. him up and, um, you know, those emis- emotions hit you head on where you're like, I wasn't preparing to be emotional today. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I ended up just being such a mess. I didn't go out. My husband took, you know, my son trick or treating and still it's been challenging where you, you know, see these adorable little kids dressed mm-hmm. in their costumes and maybe you see a child that resembles your child that passed and that's emotional. Um, you wonder what they would be dressed up as. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that was when I was not, like mentally preparing myself. Yeah, that's really interesting. For. Yeah. And it is still super challenging. I I just can't even explain 
like, why does it need to be? But it just is. Yeah, it's, well, it's a very it, emotional day. Yeah, I'm like, my yeah. kid should be dressed up. I should right. be putting, you know, hand making her costume to mm-hmm. be over the top because yeah. that's what we do here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, her only Halloween yeah. she had here with us, I dressed her up as a fish <clears throat> and my son was a fisherman. <laughs> and let me tell you, yeah. this fish costume, I was like, put so much effort and yeah. time into. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, so yeah. proud of it. Yeah. I hand sewed all these little, um, sequence mm-hmm. gems all over her onesie and like yeah. used puff paints to make gills and made her this adorable little wow. fish suit. I made oh, man. Yeah. I got tool and I made her this um, fish tail <laughs> because yeah. she was, she was crawling, but she wasn't walking. So I think yeah. we had her in a stroller, yeah. but she was like the cutest little fish. And I still have her costume like mm-hmm. hanging up almost like a little display in her bedroom. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's so cool. it's in her bedroom. I'm just so proud of that. Yeah. So I think when, you know, as a mom, you get so excited about those details of it. Yeah. Like I should be really going out making these extravagant costumes because that's what I enjoy doing. Yeah. And then I didn't have that. Um, you know, the next year I was I was just feeling really def- deflated. Yeah. Like, well, here's your fisherman suit. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I don't even remember what my son was uh, next year. He was a superhero. Yeah, yeah. I think boys are a little easier. Yeah, than they, girls. The, we. Yeah, it, they're fine. Slap they're them fine. in a superhero. Football yeah. superheroes mm-hmm. rock something we're good to go they don't need no glitter and hairspray yeah, and yeah yeah I, that i mean now that i think about it that makes total sense right yeah. because you get to see year to year your child's progression what are they interested in what's mm-hmm. happening in their lives at the moment that's reflected in their costume i'm into princesses so yeah. i'm a princess you know that sort of stuff so and yeah let I me tell that. you that still triggers from that holiday that triggers that thought to go on for months and months like mm. well what would my child even be into now right well i think she might be into unicorns i kind of feel like i'll get senses of things and it might just be all in my head but i'm like you know maybe i think rowan is sending me like i'll see a rainbow yeah. and i'll think yeah. of her or yeah. something or yeah. i'll Daisy's always have reminded me of her. So, I mean, I try to be intuitive with what I think she would be into, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I think that's always on a parent's mind of, you know, that, that holiday is a trigger for me where I'm constantly thinking for months afterwards, like I have Mm -hmm. no idea what she would have been for Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go a little off script. You mentioned your husband. Yes. um, Taking the kids out for, for Halloween. Do you remember any specific milestones days that are hard for your husband to deal with? Yeah, I think honestly around her birthday yeah, is is more for him. Um, I know that I just feel like I can usually sense in him that he needs a little more support during mm-hmm. her birthday month. And, and, you know, I think just family trips and stuff like that. Like I know we'll be on a family vacation or something and we'll be watching our kids doing yeah. something and we think, oh, you know, yeah. what would Rowan be doing? Yeah, 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 totally, totally. Try not to get emotional here, no, but sometimes it's, okay. it's hard. It's okay. Of course. Of yeah. course. That's what that's what the podcast is all about. It's yeah. about people being able to work through their own emotions and and kind of using you as as the example of of how to talk about it. Right. Let's talk a little bit about how then after that first year, when you went through some of like the Halloween and you went through the the anniversary of, of her passing. How it is after that first year you learned to maybe try and compartmentalize it to the point where at least you were functioning on those days. Yeah. Uh, Can you talk a little bit about how, what you learned and how you learned to deal with them? Yeah. Well, I, after that first initial year, I started to notice in myself that it made me feel better to create traditions 
to remember her. Mm. So whether it be, you know, her birthday mm-hmm. or the anniversary of her passing, those two milestone days, I would A, um, know that I I personally do better with not putting expectations on myself or putting anything on my plate. So right. I usually um, clear my schedule, um, but I also try to do special things for her that just make me feel close to her that I can do. Um, you know, we usually let go balloons yeah. on her birthday. Yeah. We always take out flowers to the cemetery and I, I love to pick out flowers. So I always pick out bouquets that remind me of her yeah. and then I'll usually buy extra so I can make like half for me and half for her. So we cool. have, yeah, we I have like that. one bouquet in the house and then yeah. one bouquet that I take to the cemetery. And then I know it just, it's those little things though. I can look at those flowers for a week or two when they're in my home and yeah. I constantly think of her and mm-hmm. hopefully she's enjoying her flowers too. Yeah. So, I mean, it's little things like that. I just have learned not to put a lot on my plate during those emotional, sensitive days. And um, it's okay to say no. Yeah. We've talked about yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, I think this goes, this ties back into that podcast, yeah. like the It's Okay to Say No podcast, that notion of, it is not selfish for you to clear the deck, so to speak, mm-hmm. on milestone days. And, and what, people should understand. They should. And honestly, that is something I've learned too, is everybody is usually so kind about it. So, yeah. you know, people are not going to know that it might be a hard day for you. And they yeah. might reach out to have you do something for work or have you do, you know, whatever it may be. Um, and I just have to remind myself, well, they they don't know that it's a hard day for me. So yeah. I'm just going to be honest and say, you know, that's the day of my daughter's passing. And I actually have just always cleared my schedule on that day and everybody always is so understanding. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, if they're not, I mean, that's their bad because you're entitled to that day. That's your day to honor your child any way you want to. Mm -hmm. And if you do feel like putting stuff on your plate, then great. But if you don't, you shouldn't feel pressured to do so. I remember, uh, because it's well documented through this podcast that my first day was the day of, of the anniversary date of yeah. Rowan's passing. I had like 35 questions for you that day. <laughs> I know, he did. <laughs> and I was like, mm, I can't ask a single one of these yeah. because, you know, like it was very apparent from, from everybody who talked to me, do not bother her. Yeah, and like he do did not, not disturb. And thank you. Nobody bothered me that day. Let it was know so I did not disturb nice. Me that day. Yeah, no, he did not. He, he <laughs> but waited I had a, till the next yeah, day. Yeah, I waited till yeah. Tuesday, and then I unloaded <laughs> on you. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like in a brain fog still. I'm like, hi, Philip. Welcome yeah. to your second day at work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm on another planet. Still, the bathroom but... is back there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, um, you mentioned that that Halloween is one of the milestones that's still hard for you today. You prep pretty well for for the anniversary of her passing. Mm-hmm. Are there any other milestones today that are still fairly hard for you to to deal with, or days that you have to really prep to make sure that you to make sure that you're okay? Well, I uh, I think with all the given ones like the major holidays and stuff and the birthdays, mm-hmm. I do want to talk about the milestones that have changed over the years. Yeah, I think it's um, a great I think it's a great idea. So. One thing that knocked my socks off that I wasn't prepared for was, and I think I have mentioned this in a past podcast, but the year that my daughter would have been going to kindergarten. Oh, I don't think so. Oh, have I, I not? About okay. That. Yeah. Well, I, um, my son and her, you know, were just barely under two years apart. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. I 
am a mom that gets to still take my kids to and from school, which I feel so blessed and lucky to do that. But I was taking my son to school for his first day of uh, second grade, mm-hmm. and it would have been my daughter's first day of kindergarten. Oh, yeah. So not preparing myself, not thinking about it. You know, right. I get to school to drop my son off, and I see all these brand-new, cute, little, fresh kindergartners with their parents yeah. walking into the school, holding their parents' hands, and, you know, mommies and daddies are walking them to their, right. their classrooms. And my son, um, he's still a little uh, – uh, I guess sensitive, emotional. It was first day of school. He wanted me to walk him in. And Mm -hmm. I just got this overwhelming, uh, you know, emotion of, I just wanted to cry because I'm looking at all these beautiful little kids and I'm like, I should have a kindergartner that I'm walking into school today. Yeah. So, I mean, that was a milestone and a a hard day that I'd never experienced before because it's like, well, I should have a kindergartner here, Mm -hmm. but I don't. Yeah. Um, and I did walk my son into school and it was super hard to fight back the tears and not be an emotional mess in front of, you know, teachers and parents and him. Right, and, right. and it's his day. I didn't want to right. take away his little glory of right. like, this is your first day of second grade. And, yeah, yeah. Um, but I quickly learned that it was really hard for me to walk him into school. And so I actually had a friend. She's so sweet. Um, she reached out to me because her daughter is the same age that Rowan would be. Mm-hmm. And she said, hey, I can't. Um, and this is like, I never said a word to her. She just had this intuitive inkling to reach out. But she yeah. was like, hey, you know, I just was thinking that this might be kind of hard for you. Would you ever like to walk my daughter into school? Because I know that it would be uh, Rowan's oh, wow. first week of, yeah. of kindergarten. But if you ever want to walk in with my daughter, uh-huh. you're more than welcome to. Oh my gosh, I lost it. Did you really? Yeah, because yeah. I'm like, well, that is so thoughtful and so yeah. sweet um, yeah. for you to offer, but you know, it's actually harder for me to go in there than I thought mm, it would be. Right, right. But um, just so sweet of her to to think about that. Mm-hmm. And um, her daughter. That's very nice. Yeah, and her daughter's all blonde and cute and looked yeah. a lot like Rowan. Yeah. So I mean, it was just very sweet of her. But that's very cool. Um, I I also want to share that a few of the other angel moms that I have close relationships. Um, are in different phases of their grief as well. But, mm-hmm. you know, maybe their their children were older when they passed. Now they're dealing with graduations. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Their, their child's closest friends getting married or having mm-hmm. babies. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I'm way, way far away from those life stages. But I thought, oh, my gosh, well, how challenging would that be? Right. So one of um, our, our angel moms, she her daughter passed, you know, as – a teenager, but now her friends are getting to the age where they're, they've graduated, they're going to college, they're having babies or getting mm-hmm. married. Mm-hmm. And those are whole different milestones that we don't prepare ourselves for. Right. Right. So um, I think that we continue as our grief goes on, that our milestone dates change. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think as long as you're just kind to yourself and you find what works best for you, mm-hmm. um, set boundaries with people so you can, Say, hey, look, like I, I'm taking, you know, half the day off to even watch uh, my child's, you know, cel- celebration of life video yeah, or yeah. whatever it may be right. that makes you feel like you're honoring them yeah. and you feel good about it. Yeah. I, I would venture to say probably don't try to overthink the future too far, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because you could probably make yourself crazy thinking of all the milestones that you will be missing True. as the years go by. Kind of maybe let those 
don't don't necessarily think about graduation in five years. Like let that one go until it comes closer. Yeah. Because you will have a lot that you have to deal with in the here and now that I imagine are probably going to be hard. Yeah. But yeah, that's a good point. I mean, all of those different milestones that you don't really think about that aren't like holidays, you know, they aren't mm-hmm. like federal days you get off or whatever. Right. But they are still these significant moments that you that you were thinking you would be able to go through. Right. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. So now I want to actually introduce a new segment in place of of the sissy signs and the daily quote. This does not take those over, but every month we are actually going to have a new segment to add on to those. This one I'm very excited about. It is actually our angel profile. That's what we're calling them. So we actually have some angel families and angel parents who have agreed to share the story of their angels and talk about their angels a little bit as a way of honoring them. And we are going to put this together through multiple platforms that you'll see the same angel profile I'm about to read. It'll go on the Facebook page and Instagram. We'll also put it in our newsletter. So we're going to try and actually honor these angels as much as we can by taking these incredible interviews and and questions that we've asked of these angel parents and highlighting each one of the angels that we possibly can. I love that. Yeah, this was a very cool segment. Shout, yeah, yeah, I'm very, I'm very happy that we had some parents who were willing to to step up and 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 through their and through their grief actually have an opportunity to talk about their their kids and and keep their memory going. The, uh, this this month's angel is also really neat because it kind of showcases our, our our reach as an organization. We are highlighting a young man named Levi Vermillion. From Rancho Rio, New Mexico, we actually interviewed his mom, Amy Stokes, and she talked a little bit about Levi and talked about his memory. He is this adorable young man. The picture that we have of him on our site is him with his arms uh, stretched wide open on Route 66. It's a beautiful picture. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a lovely one. Very striking. Um, And this is what Amy had to say about a little bit about Levi when we talked to her. So... Levi was an adventurer. The 10-year-old and recent fourth grade graduate filled his day with swimming, hiking, climbing, camping, hunting, farming, and volunteering with community projects alongside family and friends. On July 11, 2016, Levi acquired his wings. In the weeks following the accident, Levi's mother, Amy, was clouded in a fog of grief. Through their grief, Levi's family moved forward one aching step at a time. Their family, now one adventurer short, strives to continue living fully and honoring him. Amy graduated with her master's degree in social work and now works with children experiencing trauma and grief. They continue raising Levi's siblings, and when asked about her children, she honors him by saying she has a, quote, forever 10-year-old. Levi's passion for life reminds us to live life through all of our incredible experiences. Be vibrant, live life to the fullest, take that trip, embrace that adventure. Levi would have wanted it that way. And that is our profile on Levi Vermillion. Yeah, that's great. So uh, we will hopefully have a bunch more of those coming up. It's really, really beautiful for the families to share their angel. It's a great way of letting the world know about them, telling their story, and then also allowing families to kind of kind of take that in together. So very cool. Yeah. Thank you very much, Amy, for, for taking the time to talk to us. Yeah, we love that we get to know Levi a little bit more. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. 
So uh, getting back to some of the questions, you have talked a little bit about some of those days. Really, we're, t- we're talking about this through your very personal experience. However, if you were going to give some advice to people out there, what would you recommend for people who are really dreading those upcoming milestone days? Well, I've said before, um, I I really wouldn't be able to get through the hard times without my faith. Yeah. So I just can't express enough that just being able to listen to an uplifting podcast or even write through a journal mm. um, just to express myself and pray. And um, I think it's just helped get me along. So yeah. um, I... It's just been, I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't have faith behind me. But I think just prepare yourself and maybe take that time to reflect on the love that you had for your child. And like I said, write it down in a journal Mm -hmm. or listen to an uplifting podcast. Um, Do something that makes you feel good. Go for a walk. Go for a hike. um, Spend time with the people you love. Don't put too much on your schedule that day. Um, it's easy, it's easy to get wrapped up in everyday life, but you know, you have these few days throughout the year where it's okay to be selfish mm-hmm. and just say no mm-hmm. and do what you need to do to help your, um, healing. And this is your journey now. Like you're on the, for the rest of your life, you're trying to heal your broken heart. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it's ever going to get healed, but mm-hmm. you are entitled to take those days to do what you need to do for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. How how important was uh, family and friends for you during those milestone days? I think uh, my family was my rock for sure. Yeah. And I think, again, everybody handles it differently, but I always carve out some time to be alone. But uh, my sister-in-laws, bless their heart, they're on – you know, speed dial. So do they ever force their way in? Like we're coming in? Um, no, they've, <laughs> they've been really respectful in the fact that they're there for me when yeah. I'm ready to talk. Mm. Um, and actually they always say like, we took the day off too. So we're here. Oh, wow. Yeah. They're just the best. Like That's we're super cool. here to hang out if you want to, but mm-hmm. like no pressure mm-hmm. if you don't. So usually I, you know, have my alone time Yeah. and then we'll do something fun together. Like we took my daughter Monroe to go get a pedicure yeah. um, with my two sister-in-laws and yeah. my daughter. And we just kind of, you know, all shared stories about Rowan and um, just hung out. And that was a nice relaxing day. So, mm-hmm. and then we went to the cemetery and brought flowers and those types of things. So I think whatever you're feeling like, you know, year after year changes. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I want to say the first, I think I've had a year where I was like, I just need to be alone. Yeah. Um, but since then, I usually do hang out with just a couple people that I'm really close with. And sometimes it's just having their company. We don't even have to talk about anything. Mm-hmm. And that that's huge. Just spending time with people that can lift you up and you know that you don't have pressure to talk about how you're feeling unless you want to. Yeah, that seems important to me too, right? This idea of like having people around who aren't me prying and asking a whole bunch of different questions. Yeah. <laughs> they really literally, <laughs> they yeah. literally are just there. They're just there. Yeah. And, um, and if I do have a breakdown, it's like people I feel comfortable crying in front of. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Cause that's just, a, it's an yeah. intimate, you know, space and time. And, um, I just, I think that's really important to spend time with people that, you know, just have your back and they want the best for you and they can lift you up when you're broken and, I think that's important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's great. Uh, before we end this segment, uh, before we end this particular podcast, we're going to try to do something new with, with this podcast in particular. We want to see if folks are willing to share some of the, some of the milestone days that are tough for them. So when we post this episode to the uh, iTunes or Google play, um, we will also actually be posting it to social media, Instagram, and Facebook with the question, you know, what are some milestone days that are hard for you? And so we'd really love for angel families to to kind of engage, interact, and and let folks know what maybe they do on tougher days. And so we're, what we're going to try to do with this particular podcast is see if we can't start a dialogue between angel families and and other folks that really encourages people to share some of the tools they use. Yeah, we would love get to them know. Through that. So that'll be something we do here. I don't know. I don't know about hashtags. We might hashtag grief miles. Who knows? We'll just do something. We'll come <laughs> up with it. But that's definitely something we, we're going to try and do with this particular podcast. So look for that on our Facebook page. And for those of you who are angel families that actually engage with our angel page, look for that specifically on the angel page because we really want to try and see if, if there are ways that that other folks can maybe get something from your own from your own prep and from your own, you know, ability to get through some of those days. So watch out for that. The other thing to watch out for, of course, is our upcoming event, which is the dinner and auction on April 25th. Don't want to miss it. You do not want to miss it. It is getting awesome. I mean, it was always awesome, but it's getting really awesome now. We have lots of really cool silent and live auction items coming in every single day. We'll have some really fun games. It's like Christmas every day at the office. It is. Like, only we don't get to take the gifts home. No, we don't. We just get to unwrap them and <laughs> yeah. open envelopes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, surprises. <laughs> with with things in them, yeah. Oh, it's so great. Um, but it is really cool. It's starting to like, it's our whole office is starting to be this pile of really cool things that we wish we had in our own house. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're getting a lot of those in right now, including a big giant model wooden ship. Thank you, Chris Hallett, for that. Yes. I don't know what we're going to do with it yet, but we'll figure it out, uh, I guess. A trip for Mexico. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we have so many things that I already want to bid on. I know, for real. Which I... For real. Yeah. And we're still trying. So if anybody who's listening to this, we're just going to throw it out there. We are trying since it's uh, Nashville Nights at the Grand Ole Opry. We are trying to get a trip to Nashville for that live auction. So if you know people. Send them our way. Yeah. You tell them. We'll close the deal. We'll yeah. get. We'll make that happen. That's what we're trying to do. But we're going to have some pretty amazing stuff this year. Can't wait. Yeah. So look out for that on April 25th. The website is live. So go ahead and, and visit the site and, or, and get your tickets today. Uh, other than that, I don't know, Brent, do you have anything else that you'd like to, uh, that you'd like to share with the people about milestone days or anything like that? You know, I don't think so. I think I rambled enough. Um, I don't think that's, I don't think that's true at all. (laughs) I think I rambled enough, but, uh, you know, I just can't express, uh, how grateful I am for the people that have supported me through all my milestones. So, you know, lean on those people that, you know, love you and, Mm -hmm. I really don't have anything else to say. Well, that's it. I mean, that's fine. Great way to end it right there. I don't have much else to say. Nope. (laughs) All right, folks. So stay tuned next week for yet another podcast. See you then. Bye.